This is episode 364 of The Real Me and Colin, a movie podcast. On this week's episode, Chase is going to take a look at two smaller films. Uh, one, Don't Make Me Go, an Amazon Prime video exclusive this Friday, July 15th, and Marcel, the shell with shoes on, a family-friendly age 24 film? Well, all that and more, you'll just have to tune in and find out. This episode starts right now. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of The Real Me and Colin, a movie podcast. I am your host, Chase Lee. And thank you for joining me on this day or night or whenever you're listening to this. You guys are awesome. And speaking of you guys, if you could spread this episode around and let people know that this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to, that would be much appreciated. Hey, listen, if there's someone out there that like is looking for a movie podcast to listen to and join a wonderful movie-loving community, or maybe you just have like some weird person in your friends or family group that doesn't like movies, maybe we can convince them to be a movie fan, to love the best art form in the world, in my humble opinion. Either way, uh, please spread this episode around and show it some love. You guys' support from week to week has always been incredible, so thank you so much for your support as always. This is episode 364. Like I said at the top, I will be going over Don't Make Me Go uh, hits Amazon Prime Video this Friday, July 15th at the time of my recording of this. Um, And then, of course, I'm going to talk about Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, the family-friendly PG-rated A24 film uh, voiced by Jenny Slate, you know, based on some, like, short films and stuff that were on YouTube. Uh, Crazy stuff to pull that into a a full-length film, but... Who knows? Maybe I'll like it. But yeah, those are the main reviews of Conversation. So a uh, very, very nice little stacked episode today. Um, but yeah, first of all, I got to ask, per usual, before we get into all this stuff, you guys doing good? Everyone everyone, everyone doing good out there? Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I'm doing uh, Just Swimmingly. Uh, it is in the middle of July. So of course, I'm melting my face off, but who isn't in this type of weather? Um, but yeah, everything in my life is uh, going pretty well. Um, at the time of this recording, I'm recording on Wednesday, July 13th. It is my brother's birthday, uh, so that's the first thing. Happy birthday, bro. And second thing, I'm going to be seeing a movie tonight uh, where the crawdads sing. Uh, so I don't read books um, because me thinky bookie is hardy. Um yeah, uh, words scare me, ladies and gentlemen. No, I just don't read that many books. But yeah, I know that this is a very popular uh, book in the book reading community. So I'm curious to know how this one is going to kind of play out. And you guys should be expecting a mini review of that uh, probably tomorrow on Thursday, July 14th. But yeah, I'm watching that tonight. And then uh, next Tuesday, I'm watching Nope. Super excited. And that will be you guys' uh, next week's episode so a little, little tease on that one, 365, will be over Jordan Peele's newest film, Nope. So that is my my layout um, for this week and next week. Um, and then after that, I might take a break for a week, and then I'll come back uh, with Bullet Train, I believe, the, the following week. So, yeah, really kind of slowing down here for the summer. But, um, yeah, uh, obviously I'll keep you guys updated if I review anything extra. But that is kind of the plan for the next couple weeks. What have I been catching up on TV-wise? Let's go to the TV corner over here. Um, watch the episode 8, um, I guess, premiere of 6B of uh, Better Call Saul. Incredible. Um, someone on Twitter put this um, perfectly. They were saying that like Better Call Saul had the impossible task of making us care about characters that we know their outcome uh, with. 
because we know what Saul Goodman uh, does. He's in Breaking Bad. Like, so we know where his fate lies. We know where Mike and his fate lies and Gus. Like, but what's incredible about this show is that we still care and it's still suspenseful and it really keeps you on the edge of your seat. That is incredible filmmaking right there. Uh, or in this case, TV making. We know the fate. We still care anyways. So someone on Twitter uh, put that, um, so I'm not going to take credit for that, but that I was trying to wrap my head as to why, you know, one of the reasons why this show is so good, not only is it written well and acted to perfection, edited to perfection, but that's the main reason, is that even though we know the fate of some of these people, we still care. Uh, and we're still as enthralled uh, watching them go through these experiences. So, yeah. That episode was incredible. Um, Rhea Seahorn, that plays Kim, she's... Listen, I haven't been this worried about a fictional character, and I've told you guys this for weeks now, uh, than Kim Wexler. It's just incredible how how much I care about her, and she's not even real. Um, so I have no idea what's going to happen to her, whether she dies or goes into hiding. Those are the two theories running around, but I'd be curious to know like how her story plays out and how you know Jimmy takes it and everything, and... Just his uh, emotional mindset, you know, uh, now after watching this series and kind of going into Breaking Bad, it's just like, okay, so maybe that makes more sense now. But yeah, um, yeah, Better Call Saul premiere, awesome. Um, finished the uh, Ms. Marvel um, last episode. I like it. Um, I'm very curious to know where the Marvels are going to go now and a certain revelation at the end. I don't think it's what people think it is. I think it's something else. Uh, so I think people are freaking out for no reason. But obviously, I don't want to spoil anything for you guys if you haven't watched it or caught up yet. But I, I like the show overall. It's one of the better ones on Disney Plus. I, I think um, I, I still prefer like Loki and like Wandavision. But Ms. Marvel, I would put up there in uh, top five for sure. Um, I also like Moon Knight, but. Yeah, I'm really curious to see where Kamala Khan goes with um, her character in the Marvels, and especially the end credit scene of this last episode. There's definitely stuff happening, and I'm like, okay, th this is interesting now. So, yeah, uh, really, really enjoyed the finale to that. Um, let's see, watch the finale of The Boys. Whew, this show is great. It, it's it's it just rocks my socks off every single time now you're probably thinking to yourself oh my god is it that good that you had to like say a terrible phrase like that yeah absolutely um <laughs> no it, it's a fantastic show it continues to get better and better really just fleshes out its characters even more so than you thought and like the, it just it continues to one-up itself in terms of action and story and characters and you're just so invested at this point and the final scene of the last episode is haunting and you're like, no, no, man, this is real life. And it's just, it's getting too real at this point, man. But um, yeah, I really, really love season three of The Boys. I actually might think it's my favorite one out of the three so far. Season one was always the king. Season two was great. But man, season three has done some really amazing stuff. And I, I think I would put that above season one. It's incredible, incredible um, season of television. I cannot wait for season four. I need to get here soon. Um, I, they're filming it like I think um, next month, so we won't get it until next year. But um, and let's see what else. I, I haven't seen episode three of Westworld yet. I watched like the first ten minutes, uh, fell asleep. I was gonna pick up on it later, but haven't gotten to it yet. Um, I finished Love Victor season three, so the whole series is wrapped. Yeah, it's a nice little show. Um, I 
Uh, I loved uh, Love, Simon when it came out uh, way back in the day, and I've enjoyed Love, Victor. So, yeah, I think uh, as a movie and TV spinoff combo, it's good stuff. Relationships, love, coming of age, people figuring out who they are. Um, yeah, I like it. Um, so, yeah, I finished that. I'm catching up with season two of Only Murders in the Building. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far, but I'm curious to know how they're going to keep stretching, I guess, like... Um, you know, this kind of uh, uh, storyline where they're all like in the same building and they're still going off of the same murder. So I'll be curious to know how they wrap it up. And they've been renewed for season three. So, you know, <laughs> uh, hopefully it's it's different. But uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. And then uh, looking forward to what we do in the shadows. I know it, it came back last night. I'll, I'll catch up on that and I'll have a report on you guys uh, next week. And then uh, what else was I going to watch? God, there was something else, and uh, I, I totally forgot. But, um, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun catching up on all these uh, shows and everything. Uh, really just amazing television all around. And, of course, some good news. Uh, Succession Season 4 started filming uh, last week or a couple weeks ago. Um, so we've uh, there's a lot, been a lot of, like, surface videos of uh, um, some of the scenes, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for that. So, yeah, television, man. It's, it's getting great, um, and it makes me not even... I wouldn't say not make me want to see movies completely, but man, there's just so much good TV out there. It is hard to leave the house and go see a movie when there's perfectly fine television uh, at the comfort of your home. So, but yeah, uh, all the television so far, enjoying so, so, so much. So, yeah, uh, so that's all I've been catching up on. Uh, really nothing uh, too crazy. Uh, and then, of course, um, saw these two movies for you. Well, I saw Marcel with the shell with shoes on a very long time ago. Um, so I'm just now reviewing it for you guys because it opens up this week. But yeah, so uh, I think that's a perfect segue to talk about the first film uh, up on the docket. Don't Make Me Go, the John Cho-led film uh, with Mia Isaac as his daughter. Um, uh, you know, father-daughter road trip movie. You know, it, it could hit the feels. It, it could, you know, miss the mark. I just have no clue. I guess you'll have to tune in and find out. Uh, I'll see you guys right after the break. And welcome back from the break. Let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about Don't Make Me Go. Now, this one drops in Amazon Prime Video this Friday, July 15th, if you want to watch it, regardless of what I'm about to say. So what is this movie about? When a single father to a teenage daughter learns that he has a fatal brain tumor, he takes her on a road trip to find the mother who abandoned her years before and try to teach her everything she needs to know for the rest of her life. So a bonding film, a road trip movie, uh, the father's got a little bit of time to live, so he wants to live it to the fullest with his daughter uh, because she is the most important person in his life. So, you know, going into this, I never saw like a trailer for it. I kind of went into this blind, um, but I'm a huge fan of John Cho. As one, uh, you know, one knows, if you're born in 1990, you are most likely going to know John Cho first from like American Pie and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I'm talking about me. So uh, I knew John Cho as the guy that was in raunchy comedies. However, seeing his career expand and take on big franchises like Star Trek or do smaller films like Searching, which is a nice tight little thriller, or like this one, which is a very um, slice of life, you know, little drama, like he can do everything. The guy's amazing. So I'm a huge fan of him and I really wanted to see it. Uh, just because I, I want to see uh, just a nice little drama from John Cho. So after watching this film, 
I can tell you right now, I like it. It's a sweet little movie. It's a nice slice of life. Uh, there's definitely a lot of um, emotional punch to it, uh, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of unexpected things. But I think that kind of goes to the whole slice of life uh, aspect to it. it. Life happens sometimes. Unfortunate things happen. And so you have to kind of deal with it and, and move forward with your life, uh, so to speak. And how do you take take that opportunity to... Uh, you know, move forward and how you deal with certain things like grief and everything. I don't know. I, I just thought it was a, a really kind of sweet movie. And the overall kind of theme of you only have one life. Take risks, take chances, do things that you never thought you, you could do or you wanted to do. Like, give yourself that opportunity to, to try. Uh, and even if you get a second lease on life, do something different with it. And so I think there, there's something poetic and beautiful about that, even though at the very end there is um, definitely an unfortunate um, accident that happens. And so I, I really like the overall kind of messaging that this theme brings. And, you know, director Hannah Marks here, uh, I think she does a really great job kind of conveying that and just really letting us be a part of these, these guys' lives and just really go on this road trip and really feel that bond and that love that they share with one another. It's not a perfect relationship. They have their their ups and downs, but it was great to see. It just felt like a very natural and organic kind of father-daughter relationship. And also has to do with the script. I thought the dialogue was really nice, and I thought just the the, the sweetness um, that permeates throughout the entire film, you really just wanted to kind of go on this road trip with them. And so I thought it was written really well, um, too. The story was great. But what really makes this film are the performances from John Cho and uh, his daughter, played by Mia Isaac, a really great um, just chemistry there between them. You can feel that passion between them as father and daughter. You feel like they they um, uh, have been father and daughter for, for many, many years. You can feel that love and that, that warmth between them, and you can also feel the frustration uh, between them as well. It really feels like an organic relationship from a father who kind of plays it safe and really, um, you know, just does what he can for his daughter. And then you have his daughter who's kind of like in that rebel phase, but, you know, wants to learn from her dad and become closer, but she's a teenager. It happens and um, it happens like that sometimes. But yeah, I just, I really like kind of their dynamic with one another and their performances were just so deeply layered and just really just um, a force throughout the entire story. I, I just, I really liked uh, what they brought to the table. It just, it made that journey worthwhile. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think if their performances didn't work, I don't think this movie would be uh, nearly as good, but they really kind of elevate the script to the next level. And everyone else in the movie does fine. I mean, they're a great supporting cast, but you go watch a movie like this for the father and daughter bond. That's what this road trip is all about. Really them just not only connecting even further with their relationship, but also learning a little bit more about he each other uh, and how they deal with things that are revealed to them. So, um, yeah, I, I really uh, I like their relationship quite a bit. And, yeah, this movie has a sad and a happy ending. Um, but once again, I think that, like I said earlier, it goes to the whole, like, life motif. Life is all about ups and downs. Stuff in life happens. Unexpected things happen, and you have to learn how to deal with it in real time, and how you how you move forward from certain situations that might feel really 
just bad uh, in the moment and really just sad and it, it weighs on you. Um, but you can't you can't let that, I guess, take you down for the rest of your life. Like you have to kind of like learn how to deal with grief in certain ways and just kind of push forward and and uh, have the support of friends and family and just people in your life that can help um, kind of make that happen. Uh, I'm trying to dance around a bunch of things because I don't want to ruin the ending because I, I, I honestly didn't think it was going to go the way it was going to go. So it caught me off guard. But once again, uh, that's what life is all about, right? So but yeah, I like this movie. Uh, it's not going to make my top 10 or anything, but uh, a pleasant little movie that is uh, going to be streaming on Amazon Prime Video this Friday, July 15th. So what did you guys think of the movie? Uh, don't make me go. Uh, please comment down below uh, what you thought of this movie, whether you liked it, loved it, hated it, whatever. Let me know. I want to hear your thoughts. And also, what do you think of John Cho? What do you think of uh, his career uh, thus far? Once again, I was introduced to him via raunchy comedies, but I really liked the progression in his career and just him taking on many, 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 many roles. So uh, uh, love it, love it, love it. So and that is my thoughts on Don't Make Me Go. Please let me know down below what you thought of the film, uh, if, it, if it's a film that interests you, just all that stuff I would like to know. When we come back from the second break, I want to talk about Marcel the Shell with shoes on, the family-friendly A24 film? Crazy, right? Um, also, the, also known as the company that loves to um, have naked old people in their movies. It's kind of their thing at this point. Uh, you can't get mad at them. But anyways, uh, Marcel, the show with shoes on, I will talk about right after the second break. See you soon. And welcome back from the second break. Let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about Marcel, the shell with shoes on. Uh, so what is this one about? It's a feature adaptation of the animated short film interviewing a mollusk named Marcel. So a documentary of sorts, but uh, a, a nice hybrid of animation and, and live action. So that is what we're dealing with here. But apparently this was based off of an animated short film, like I said. And I think a bunch of little shorts that were all like on YouTube. Um, they were animated uh, to the same style uh, and they were also voiced by Jenny Slate, uh, the Mar Marcel was. And so I had no idea what to expect going into this, but the one thing I was worried about is taking a short film or any type of like short form media and trying to expand it into an hour and 20, hour and 30 minute movie. How do you do that? That is where the challenge comes in. And so after watching it and of course watching the trailer like a million times, because I remember uh, the the trailer played in front of a lot of films uh, for the past like couple months, so it was nice to actually finally see this. But I think director and co-writer, co-producer uh, Dean Fleischer Camp and Jenny Slate, because this is basically their baby. I think they pulled it off. This is a nice little movie, and honestly, A twenty four needs to do more family friendly films like this. Mix it in with your hard R uh, horror films and your uh, adult films and then do more stuff like this. Release more things like this because not only does it fit your brand of um, highlighting interesting indie films, but like this was such a sweet little movie. Like it, it, it has so many positive messages in it um, about family, finding yourself, uh, learning how to deal with grief. At a very unexpected young age, like this film has everything that not only 
adults can appreciate, but kids can also appreciate and feel like they're not being talked down to and feel like they're watching something adult, but it's charming enough and the animation is cute and it's fun. It's, it's, it's light to where they're going to be infatuated by what's going on. They're going to have that and the messaging going at the same time. It's just a really smart film uh, for kids to watch because it deals with a lot of real life stuff, but also it's just, it's, um, it's fun to look at. So yeah, I think they pulled it off in spades and this is definitely a, a nice little surprise for me. I enjoyed every single second of this film. Um, I might put it in my top 10 for right now until something beats it out, but I really liked it. It's just a charming little movie. So to start with a uh, director and writer and producer, like basically the, the creator of the short films as well. And he's also in it. Um, he plays uh, himself as the filmmaker who's um, uh, filming Marcel and everything. Dean Fleischer camp. What a great eye uh, as a visual director, a visual storyteller, um, this guy knows how to make films. He just does. And for a budget that looked like it was uh, $5 in a Snickers bar, he managed to turn something and make it feel like it was real. Like we were actually watching these talking uh, mutant <laughs> shells running around with shoes on. You believe that these things were there. You believe that they're set in these real life environments and that he's actually talking to this mollusk. And so I thought the... The fantasy of it was grounded in such reality that it was it was a great blend of both. Um, and like I said, I think the execution of the story and just the overall positive themes that are that permeate throughout this entire thing, I thought he also did in spades because in certain moments it, it is a little goofy and it's 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 funny and it really kind of um, tickles that funny bone. But then it switches to the next scene and it's actually some real life stuff that Marcel has to go through. And I thought that balance of achieving, like I said, fantastical and reality was really well done on uh, Dean's part. Um, but yeah, I, I thought like just the journey that Marcel went on, I was invested. And like, there were certain moments where like, I felt sad for Marcel. I felt happy for Marcel. Like it was just a joyful experience to kind of go through the human experience through a fictional mollusk character with shoes on. Incredible. Uh, so I think uh, really making you care about uh, Marcel's journey also do, has to do with uh, Dean's part as director, making you uh, uh, feel that as uh, he takes that journey. Uh, second thing I wanted to mention is the uh, voice acting. Incredible stuff. Jenny Slate is a master at voice acting. I always like watching her in live action stuff. Um... The tie-in, also, uh, she was in Everything Everywhere All at Once, another A24 film. Um, just briefly, though. But her career post-SNL has been so fascinating to watch because she just does all these, like, indie films, but then she'll also do franchise films or, like, these big animated spectacles, and she'll just voice act because she's that good at it. Um, so I've really enjoyed kind of her career, like, post-SNL and, like, where she's taking it and just doing stuff like this. Uh, I thought the... I guess a uh, unique inflection that she she has for Marcel, where it's kind of like, you know, it's just kind of like talking like this. Like, it's just this innocent kind of kid-like um, execution just makes you kind of fall in love with Marcel because you're like, this this shell, he, he's, just, he's just innocent. He doesn't know what's going on. He's just 
He's just living life. He's exploring it. And there's something, like I said, the, the innocence of just this um, sentient being uh, um, just running around around a house just discovering things. Like, And I think the voice kind of matches that. And so you really just fall in love with Marcel instantly. And Jenny Slate really knows how to um, uh, make you feel like that just from the way she sounds. And I thought she brought a lot of life and personality uh, into Marcel. Everyone else uh, that does a voice with one of the shells, whether it be uh, Isabella Rosalini, all great stuff. Like, you believe that these little shells are running around this house. Because um, you could have easily hired someone, and they could have made this, like, sound goofy, and they weren't, like, fully into it. It would really just kind of bring your movie down. But, like, I don't know. There's just so much passion and creativity behind this that everyone just – it feels like they're giving it their all. And that includes the voice acting. And the last thing I wanted to mention is the uh, the cinematography and the uh, visual effects. The cinematography is gorgeous. Um, not only are the visual effects like seamlessly blended in to real life settings, but the cinematography also matches it, having a lot of uh, interesting uh, depth of field shots and uh, making it feel like an in the moment type of uh, documentary where it feels like it's real life once again. Um, it's just beautiful cinematography, uh, really utilizing a lot of natural lighting and a lot of um, uh, like interesting like camera uh, angles and placements and stuff and uh, putting things in the foreground there in focus and out, out, out of focus in the background, have Marcel like come in to the frame. It's really gorgeous stuff. And the animation is, um, it's outstanding. Like the, the way they like animated uh, Marcel and like the other... Uh, shells in this uh, film they have like scratches on them they have like detail and texture all over their shell and it makes it look like they've been lived in this house for so many years and um, just little detail like that really makes you believe what you're watching and so I really enjoyed uh, the way this film looked it's just it's an actually just beautiful looking film about shells with shoes on it's like who would have thought, right? But uh, no, I, I really enjoy this film. Uh, I, I think it's a nice little film. Uh, so, hey, listen, all those families out there that are just like, man, I can't show my kids an A24 film. They just, they're all R-rated and they all got a bunch of like naked old people in them. I'm kidding. Not all, all of them do, but a lot of them do. Uh, <laughs> Hereditary, The Witch. Uh, yeah, no. Um, uh, but yeah, no, if you're looking for a nice little family film this weekend, Honestly, take him to this. Like, sure, you can take him to something like a Minions, The Rise of Gru, whatever. It's meant for kids. I understand that. But take him to something like this. Challenge them a little bit. And, like, yeah, they're going to be uh, impressed by the, the funniness and the goofiness and the animation because it, it's kid-friendly. And, like, of course, kids are going to gravitate towards that. But it's got so much more to it. And I, I love family films like that where it doesn't talk down to kids it teaches them about life lessons and what more can you ask for? So, yeah, I really enjoyed Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. I would highly implore you to check it out um, if you're looking for something different as a family uh, this weekend if you want to take your kids to something. Or, hey, if you're just an A24 fan, check it out. I think you'll like it as well. Um, you don't have to have kids to watch this, obviously. But, like, um, I think you'll find it just a really just sweet little movie and those are my thoughts on marcel the shell with shoes on please let me know down below what you thought of the film and if it is something that interests you and if you would like to go see it and that will do it for episode 364 of the real me and cold movie podcast thank you for joining me 
Next week, episode 365, it is nope. Full spoilers, I'm going to just go for it um, because Jordan Peele does not make simple movies. And so I want to talk about everything. I want to talk about the nuances, the the themes. I want to talk about the surprise. I want to talk about all of it. So it will be a full-blown non-spoiler and spoiler discussion of the film. Super excited to talk about. So that will be next week, episode 365. But thank you for joining me on this week's episode of 364. You guys are awesome. Please spread this episode around. Show it some love. You guys are amazing. Your support every week, it just it keeps me going. You guys are awesome. And I'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Real Man Cold Movie Podcast. I am Chase Lee. Goodbye.